Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Monday, April 23rd, 2007. On today's show, what's the verdict on Law & Order? Do pranks really pay? And let's look at some disturbing box office figures. Okay, so let's start off. We're going to look at the box office for last week and, uh, and you know, just see uh, uh, what's the money like. You know, we're heading into that all-important summer season of movies, and we will be getting to the uh, summer movie preview and sort of looking at what's coming out and all that good stuff. But, you know, what kind of money's being made out there right now? Well, looking at the top five this uh, this past week, uh, we have at number five Meet the Robinsons pulling in another seven point one million dollars to break to come out to eighty two point two million dollars. Uh, Vacancy opened up with seven point six million dollars. Blades of Glory was seven point eight, uh, bringing the total for that movie to a hundred and one million. Seriously, uh, number two uh, the Anthony Hopkins and uh, Ryan Gosling drama uh, Fracture came in at eleven point two million. And number one was Disturbia, Shia LaBeouf, uh, $13.5 million, bringing the total gross for that movie to $40.7 million. And, you know, I'm looking at the top ten, and Grindhouse has completely fallen out of it. Um, you know, and here's something, because I think I the last episode I was talking about how much I had been looking forward to uh, Grindhouse. And, you know what, I went to see it uh, the opening week, and, and it totally paid off for me. It was, you know, I loved it, had a great time with it. Um, but there was a lot of talk about, you know, oh, it was a failure at the box office. I don't think the failure was the movie and how it did. You know, it pulled in $11 million at the box office. For the type of movie that it is, that's pretty good. I think that the expectations were set way too high by the studio, and and really it could only lead to disappointment. But you're looking at something that is a, a real a real genre kind of thing, and uh, and and even the genre didn't do that great. I mean, it was a very limited appeal. So so you're not going to get you know sort of the I guess the target market for that movie, you know, they were sort of targeting that, you know, the typical sort of 18 to 34 kind of area. And and the fact is, you know, none of those people were alive when the when Grindhouse movies were coming out in the first place. So you've lost them on the nostalgia kick. And you may you may still pick up a few in in the older demographics that that were fans of of uh, Grindhouse flicks in particular. But really, what you're doing is is you're targeting a group that doesn't even know what it is you're sort of spoofing and um that all that said really fun movie can't wait for the dvd i'll be honest with you when that movie finished i if they had said hey you want us to spool it up and run it again i would have been like yeah let me grab a coffee because i went to see it at, uh, at, at you know and it ended at midnight but i, I would have been up for uh, for another showing of it it was that much fun uh, so again i think it's it's the expectations that are different and it's going to be interesting to see as we sort of head into the summer the big battle is of course going to be between shrek 3 spider-man 3 and pirates of the caribbean and just for the record i think pirates is going to probably top uh, top that followed by spider-man 3 followed by uh, shrek 3 that's just my guess on it anyway. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who went, a lot of people who went to see Pirates last year and were really disappointed at the ending, as you may remember I was. Um, well, because, you know, there wasn't one. This is the ending to that movie. And I, I feel kind of obligated to see it because I want to see the ending of the story. 
but uh, you can rest assured we'll be checking it out in a matinee. Uh, they're not getting a full uh, the full box office pop from me on that one. So that's uh, that's what shaped out, how things shaped out at the uh, box office last week. Let's look at what's coming out this week. Um, first of all, David Goyer's film The Invisible. David Goyer, of course, the screenwriter who wrote um, uh, Batman Begins. He also uh, I think I'm not sure if he wrote all of the uh, Blade movies, but he definitely wrote and directed the last one. And um, Anyway, so this one, I, I, the only thing is, again, the trailers look look deceiving. So you've got uh, Justin Chatwin starring in this film. He, he's attacked and left for dead and basically finds himself in some sort of limbo. And the whole idea is that he's got to solve his own murder and communicate with the living. And they can't hear him, of course, as to who did it and why. Um The interesting thing is, style-wise, a lot of people are sort of comparing it to Ghost Meets Brick. And that just sounds creepy right there. But uh, definitely interested in checking this one out. And, uh, you know, the trailers look good. Uh, Everything about it looks really interesting, so I'm really looking forward to checking this out. Also coming out next, starring Nicolas Cage, Julianne Moore, and Jessica Biel... um, and this is directed by Lee Tamahori, and really what we're looking at here is um, Cage can see future events and affect their outcome. And so the uh, the FBI sort of gets a hold of him and wants them to help him uh, prevent a devastating terrorist attack. Sounds a lot like deja vu. A lot. Anyway. Uh, Jamie Kennedy and Marina Menounos starring Kicking It Old School. Oh, good. This is what we needed. Another Jamie Kennedy movie. You know, what was the last one he did like this? I, I don't even remember. And you know what? I was going to look it up, but I don't even care that much about it. Uh, so it's another, you know, Jamie Kennedy's the the whitest guy in the world who uh, who wants to show, uh, you know, just how, how down he is. Yeah. Also coming out, uh, The Condemned. Uh, Scott Wiper, uh, this is a movie starring Steve Austin. No, not the, that Steve Austin, not the $6 million man, probably the, the wrestler Steve Austin, and it looks like it is. Um, so it's, yeah, Steve Austin, Vinnie Jones, and Nathan Jones. Uh, as Joe Conrad, played by Steve Austin, awaits the death penalty in a Central American prison, he is purchased by a TV producer and transported to a remote island where a 10-person fight to the death battle is to be staged and broadcast online. Uh, it's a cage match, people. There you go. Uh, Windchill, uh, in limited release, uh, directed by Gregory Jacobs, the stars Emily Blunt and Ashton Holmes, while sharing, sharing a ride home for the holidays. Looks like this one's been sitting for a little while. Uh, two college students become stranded on a stretch of road with a deadly history. So that's uh, some of the stuff that's uh, that's coming out uh, this week. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think it all gives a chance. I think The Invisible is going to do well, but I think it gives... Um, Actually, because you know what, really, when you think about it, The Invisible is really targeted at the same audience that has been out there watching uh, Disturbia for the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see if that takes the top spot or if uh, if um, Disturbia manages to pull a three-peat. So, um, Sweeps Week is coming up, of course, May Sweeps, and NBC is going to be supersizing its Thursday comedies, as they tend to do. And i got to say, I hate the supersized thing. I don't mind getting a longer episode, but it's, it just wreaks havoc in trying to record stuff and all that kind of thing, and it's a, it's a pain. Um, anyway, here's something that they're doing that's a little bit more uh, groundbreaking with uh, My Name is Earl. Uh, they are going to uh, have a Scratch and Sniff episode, or rather a laugh and sniff episode so during the thursday may 3rd episode of my name is earl you'll basically be able to get special scratch and sniff cards and be able to smell the world of camden county as well as watch it and uh, so these cards are going to be inserted into issues of, of tv guide that week and it looks like so that means 
only in the U.S. will you be able to scratch and sniff, or rather, laugh and sniff. Of course, these things have been tried before. Um, John Waters' 1981 film Polyester was presented in Odorama. And, um, and of course, Waters being Waters, a lot of the, the scents that they gave were not exactly pleasant. And, you know, hey, I've seen Earl. There's some of that stuff I don't want to be smelling either. Um, Anyway, it's going to be a 35-minute uh, episode uh, in which Earl takes his first real job in an appliance store and Joy makes another in a string of questionable decisions regarding her up- upcoming trial. Um, and it's, so that show episode is going to run 35 minutes, followed by a 44-minute installment of The Office, a 34-minute Scrubs, and a longer ER, which will start at 9.53, so I'm guessing like an hour and seven minutes. It's all over the place, and and I think all it all it does is it means that the uh, the show's producers just don't edit the show. You know, in the office they always film a whole lot of extra footage, and and it, a lot of it ends up in deleted scenes. Some of it good, some of it you understand why it got cut. And I think that a lot of uh, this supersizing, it's not giving us anything really extra. It's not necessarily giving us a better show. What it's doing is it's making them say, oh, let's leave all the stuff in that we would normally cut out because we didn't think it was uh, enough for the episode. So anyway, that's just my view on on the supersizing of shows. Um, so looking at other uh, shows that are out. Um, and or coming out and that kind of thing. Um, ABC is doing some changes uh, to their lineup, um, and there was a show that they they basically announced a while back called Traveler, and this was supposed to be a uh, mid-season replacement, and ended up kind of getting moved to uh, to being a uh, summertime run. You know what that means is a contractual obligation run. But it looks like they're actually going to do a uh, sneak preview um, on Thursday, May 10th, following Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I, I think primarily because. Basically, anything that they've put behind there has done well. Men in Trees did well after uh, Grey's, or when it, especially when it moved to uh, that post-Grey's spot. And let's face it, that's a god-awful show. Um, and by the way, it's done for the season, so yay. Um, and then they premiered uh, October Road, again. Pretty mediocre show, but the ratings were, were fantastic because it held on to a good chunk of its uh, post-Grays uh, audience. So, Traveler. This is what I was saying about pranks not paying. Uh, this stars uh, two guys, uh, Logan Marshall Green, who was in the OC, don't know who he was, and Matthew Bomer, who was in True Calling, don't know who he was either. Uh, they played Tyler Fogg and Jay Burchell, and they're roommates in grad school, and they're on a trip to New York, and they decide to play a prank and rollerblade through an art museum. Pretty innocuous as far as pranks go. What happens is they get a call from their buddy. His name is Will Traveler. And uh, he says, sorry, I had to do this, and blows up the museum just as they're on their way out of the uh, – just as they get out of the museum. So basically security footage, of course, catches these guys rollerblading through, and uh, then the place blows up. You kind of want to look at these guys. So they are branded as domestic terrorists, and they go on the run, and the whole idea is that they're trying to clear their names and also figure out why this friend of theirs has, has basically framed them for this thing. So looks kind of interesting, you know, different kind of premise. And uh, and by the way, by the way, and this is a total uh, digression for a second, if you're not watching Drive, you totally have to watch it, and I'll get to that in a second. I just didn't want to forget to say that. Um so on May 3rd, um, ABC is going to air a two-hour Grey's Anatomy, and uh, there's going to be a Lost uh, Clip show on uh, May 17th. So don't know when we're going to get the rest of these um, these uh, Traveler episodes. Maybe they will play out in the summer, and it's just that we're getting a sneak preview of the uh, 
um, of, of the pilot, and uh, that looks probably like that's the case. So at, at any rate, it looks interesting to check out. Now, Drive, really cool show. Um, neat premise. you got a whole race that's been uh, going on for many, many years uh, throughout the U.S., and you got all these people who are basically being forced to participate in it. And it could be something as simple as a, uh, a loved one has been uh, has been kidnapped, and, and that's what they're racing for. And that's uh, in the case of Nathan Fillion, who we remember as, as uh, Captain Mal in, uh, in Firefly. That's his case. And... Um Anyway, the first three episodes, fantastic. Uh, new new episode airs tonight at, uh, I think, at 9 o'clock, or, I don't know, 8 or 9. Uh, check your local listings. And just a really solid drama. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of great plot lines, and um, and and it's it, you know it's a it's a Tim Minear show. So if you loved Firefly and Wonder Falls, and you liked a lot of the stuff on Angel, then you're probably going to dig this show, and you should definitely check it out because um, there's a lot of crap out there on TV, folks. So you know you need to watch this to uh, to help cleanse the palate. Also tonight. Heroes Returns. Yes, it's back. Uh, Heroes has had a solid first season, and um, while the breaks have driven me nuts, it makes a lot of sense. You know, they've got a hit show. They want to spread it out into all the uh, all the different time periods. And, and so I, I understand where they're going with that, um, although it drives me nuts. And I wonder if that – and, you know, Lost certainly suffered for it by having their uh, 13-week break. So I wonder if we're going to see them do a wait till January and run the whole thing, um, you know, as 24 has done the last couple of years. And NYPD booted it for a couple of years, and it worked well for them as well so i think that's what's going to happen but we'll see um law and order uh law and order is actually the the mothership law and order is going to pass the 400 episode mark which is pretty rare for primetime dramas you know this show started back in 1990 you know 17 years it's a long run um but the ratings have not been great so Dick uh, Wolf has been in the uh, in discussions over how this show is going to do and how uh, Criminal Intent is also going to do. Uh, SVU seems to do very well um, and is is definitely the highest rated of the three. But really, it's going to all depend on um, on what they're going to be able to do as far as licensing fees because you know these are expensive shows and um, and so it's expensive for the network to wear and the ratings aren't that great so they may have to sort of trim that so Wolf has reportedly offered to trim the budget for Law & Order substantially in order to make the show more financially viable for NBC and uh, he's sure that there's going to be a way for both sides to figure out a way to bring both shows back and uh, so hopefully they do it because again quality writing fantastic acting uh, you know they, they pick the very best of, uh, of actors on the New York stage and hopefully they're able to make it all work out because it would be really nice to see the original Law and Order um, manage to uh, to beat the Gunsmoke record, and I think the Gunsmoke was uh, 20 seasons, um, but I'm not sure the number of the total number of episodes. But Law and Order will actually finish uh, its 17th season next month, and uh, returning in. Um, 2007-2008 season, if it does, it will pass the 400 episode mark early in the season. So there we go. That's all the time we got for today. Comments as always are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com uh, Check out our website at www.poptopiapodcast.com and uh, check out all the fun stuff you can do there. Have a fantastic week.